The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. It is Monday, December 7th. And, and this guy just made a statement off air right before we came on. Just to that anger That makes you. me want to reach across his table and slap him, but anyway. That's right. <laughs> hey, if you guys want some bacon, I know a guy. <laughs> hey, if you want some bacon. As if that's a question. Right. Always yeah. want bacon. Yeah, he did kind of slide that in, Mo, didn't he? If, if you want yeah. some bacon. What? It's not like we talked about it mm. the last few days. Incessantly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is your bacon guy here? You, you notice he didn't introduce us nope. to his bacon guy. So I'm starting I, to wonder if this bacon guy is for real, Mo. <laughs> well, sounds like we're about to find out. Yep. <laughs> this five pounds that's coming. <laughs> Super pumped. If you want so. um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, December seventh is a, is a big day. It's it's, it's Pearl Harbor, a day which will live in infamy. That's right, yeah. Pearl Harbor. I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't guess it's Happy Pearl Harbor Day. And no, that's no. like that. That's but like someone will tweet that. <laughs> well, you know, it's almost like uh, it, the Birmingham News put Happy Memorial Day. On top of their huh. paper, yeah, <laughs> that was well. That at, was, at least it was the Birmingham News. It was unfortunate, is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, yeah, that's, that's whatever. Oh man, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and, and joining us this morning because we have a ton to talk about. Uh, did anything happen last week that we need to get to real quick? Specifically, anything major? Huh? Nah, pretty meh. <laughs> It was a a tough weekend if you're a Tennessee sports fan. Goodness gracious. Because exactly what exactly what I thought was going to happen happened is uh when Tennessee scored to go up 7 to 3, I was like please don't do this to me. Hmm. Like just don't even get my hopes you up. You knew though. I, I mean, you knew. You knew. But you're like but you it, yeah. but you still go Eh, hey, so you're saying there's a chance? Uh, no. You know, I've I figured out what Tennessee needs to do. <laughs> I figured out how Tennessee can win every game. Are we talking Vols or Titans? Vols. Okay. I figured it out. Don't score until the last second. Because every time they score, their opponent goes on like a 30 to <laughs> Oh, unanswered points run. <laughs> it's like they get mad. So, if Tennessee just scores in the fourth quarter with like 10 seconds to go, they don't, the other team doesn't have any time to score. And you'll win seven to three <laughs> or three to nothing or whatever. But that's how they do it. You don't give them a chance to go on an unanswered points run. It's genius. It is. That's genius. why they pay me the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
think the, <laughs> I think the devil's going to be in the details <laughs> with that one, big boy. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, clearly, <laughs> clearly Tennessee's defense is, is doing great until well, until their team scores. They're like, oh, we scored. We're good. We don't have to play anymore, right? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you like Jeremy told somebody in the post game. Oh, dear. I don't know how much you know about football, Chris. <laughs> this guy. Oh, clearly more than he does. You know? When is he going to admit he's on a ball coach and go back and to Alabama? And go back to Alabama. <laughs> Can we get – Yeah, I wonder what Philip from Wartburg has to say this week. <laughs> I don't think Philip from Wartburg is going to be getting on the show. What What do you bet Philip from Wartburg um, – Will be on Fine Bomb or has been oh. on Fine Bomb since then. Oh no! Is question. that not the perfect Fine Bomb caller? He is the perfect Fine Bomb caller, and he may be already, but uh, he he just Fine Bombed. Um, Vol Vol calls. calls last week. <laughs> but I mean, in retrospect, show me the lie. There's none. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the one time I called Fine Bomb? <laughs> I don't think you have. It's a. It, it was a, 2009. Yeah. Just before the Tennessee Alabama game, nobody was giving Tennessee a chance. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And I almost called it. I, I called in and I'm like, and I mean I'm. Did you believe it though? I raised my voice. Oh no, this was an absolute. Okay. Me being a Tennessee home caller. Yeah. Okay. And I called and I said. Nobody's giving Tennessee a chance. They're going to go down to Alabama and whip their tails. Blah, blah. I don't even know what I'll say. I mean, I was yelling. And Fine Mom goes, thanks for the call. Click. Yep. Next. <laughs> did you uh, gussy up your accent? I did. I, went, yeah. I, was, I was going real hard. <laughs> I was trying to be Fine Mom famous. Oh. <laughs> Fine Mom famous. I like that. The Todd ain't played nobody, Paul. You know, the thing about Fine Bomb Famous is famous is famous. That's right. Just like my buddy, who's uh, TikTok famous right now and <laughs> selling out shows across the Southeast. Take that for what it is, but famous is famous. That's right. You're not wrong. Show me the lie, Mo. Show me the lie. <laughs> Can't do it. Man. So, we do have a big show, in the I guess... Because um, Friday night was a big night for the Summit Spartans. Uh, I hope you guys caught our show on Friday morning because it's very enlightening. Um, plenty of great information. There is some pretty good information in that podcast. You can find it where podcasts are sold. <laughs> Wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. And um, apparently there was a interview that we were fortunate enough to get that some folks have found some interest in <laughs> plenty of interest yeah, so. Uh, so if you want to hear what bernard childers had to say about winter sports winter sports and shutting them down you're definitely going to want to listen to yeah. the podcast you know um we we hear the phrase from the horse's mouth it's what my dad said uh, he said it was great we, to hear from the horse's mouth we, we got it straight from the horse's mouth on Friday morning. So you can, you know. And that's what we try to do. That's what we try to do. You stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> How, you like, How about them apples? <laughs> do you like apples? Well, I got a number. How do you did like did I apples? forget the memo of some drinking game we're playing this morning? How many <laughs> How many catchphrases and uh, analogies we're doing? 
It's too Cause early. Because you, you got to tell me next time you want to do this. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Summit wins the state Football championship, super pumped for for those guys and uh, for that team. Really proud of the way that they were able to finish the job this year. You know, I was I was pretty confident going into that game. I mean, I felt like Summit should win and would win, and then they come out, score twenty one, and it's like. Well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> it was kind of lackluster. It, well, I think what made it so lackluster was the 25 flags. That too. There was no rhythm to the game at all. Nothing. It was brutal. And half of them could have been avoided. over officious officiating crew. We're not there to see you, pal. You know, um, and I think that was not necessarily a theme throughout the weekend, but it was certainly pointed out um, in relation to the Division Two A game between um, Davidson and University yep. School of Jackson as well, how, how over-involved the officiating crew got in that one. Um, that's correct. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough to play, I would think. But fortunately, you know, Summit persevered through it, and it just never felt close. It, it, well, it never was. Yeah. I mean, literally from the opening kickoff, the game was never in question to me. I mean, I felt like Summit was going to win going in. They scored on the opening drive. Oak Ridge did not get a first down until the drive they scored on, which was the last drive of the first half. And that first first down came on a penalty, didn't it? Yeah, it was a uh, a roughing the passer or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Summit wasn't – they they were never not in control of that football game. It just kind of made it lackluster, but we will talk more about it uh, later in the show. Also, winning a state championship, have to give a huge shout-out to our friends down at Fayetteville City. The City Tigers get a state championship ring after beating South Pittsburgh. 20-14. And if, if there was a... Surprise in the Blue Cross Bowl. That was it. That was the biggest that was the biggest surprise of the weekend, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um and probably the best game. Quite possibly. It, it very well yeah. could be considered the best game of the, the weekend. It's the closest. That one or I mean, I guess CPA scoring late to win. Mm. But other than that, yeah, I mean and uh, I guess what made that one so exciting was not only did Fayetteville score, but they didn't get the two-point conversion, which meant if South Pittsburgh were to score, kick an extra point, win the game. But the Fayetteville City defense, again, yeah, for like the fourth time in the game. They came up with big plays early and late because they set that whole thing in motion with a goal line stand. 
on, the on their first, first defensive possession of the game. So, yeah, um, huge performance by the defense. Huge performance by freshman K.J. Jackson. 30 carries, 210 yards, two touchdowns in that win. Man. Who was also, if you go back and you look at the replay of that final play, was in on the pass breakup. So Not surprising at all. Big, big day for the freshman. Well, um, we'll talk a little bit more about that one, too, mm-hmm. later in the show. We've got Chip Walters. He will be on. We will. We may talk to him for as long as we can. I, I don't know how long we can talk to him because of. Um, he ain't got nothing else to do. I guess this, this <laughs> stock not having his presser today. I, I don't. About what? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying this, this season. Their se- Middle Tennessee State has uh, ended their season. Their, the season is officially oh, over at this point. I, I don't know if Middle Tennessee State ended their season or if Conference USA ended. Just said, you Middle know what? Tennessee Sorry, guys. season. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Clearly, you're not getting but another game. Yeah, in. yeah. So, um, yesterday's game against UAB was postponed slash canceled, I think because of COVID issues on MTSU's part, actually. Correct. So, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That, that game Speaking is of anticlimactic. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we'll, uh, in the second hour, we will talk to Chip. We will talk about the Titans and their talk about lackluster performance. Um mm. And all but the fourth quarter. It looked great in the fourth quarter. but uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you were like, I'm not watching this no more. Um, Life's yeah. too short to watch bad football. Right. Well, you should have watched the fourth quarter. It was pretty good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was we'll talk, out of the mood by then. We'll talk Titans. We'll talk some more SEC football, et cetera. Um, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, it's uh, – Recap of the Summit Spartans state championship game right here on WKOM 1017 FM. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow here with you, along with Maurice Patton and J.P. Plant. JP Mo has um, embraced the Hall of Fame. Finally, finally, he's put it on his profile picture and everything. I saw, I saw that. Yeah. Well, he's embraced it. But uh, you know, like I the, guess I figured once it was actually on a plaque, they couldn't take it from it. That's right. So. right. Uh, but you know, as as the the humble guy that he is, you noticed it wasn't just zoomed in on his name. Right. It, it was, was the it was his colleagues. He was. 
sharing that no, moment. He, he was sharing the top that said Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> and to make sure the Hall of Fame got in there. But I appreciate the fact that you thought that he was being so humble. Work with me here. Work with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with friends like y'all. <laughs> Who needs enemies? Yeah, there we go. Sorry, JP. Forgot no. to tell you, we're still doing that thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, man. What a uh, what a weekend it was over in Cookville as, I guess, I mean, as as far as state championship weekends go, it, was, it wasn't bad. It uh, Some of the games could have been a little better, maybe, except they weren't. You got all the scores in front I of you. I do. Uh, and there were was a, was that was that Fayetteville South Pitt the closest game? It was, wasn't it? It was by point. And then CPA, but not, nobody else was within a touchdown. The only two games that were within a touchdown were CPA Lipscomb Academy, and Lipscomb had to come back or late. Yeah, and then CPA scored, I guess, very late mm-hmm. to win the game, and then Fayetteville over South Pitt. 20 to 14 on Thursday Davidson Academy of course beat USJ 5335 Macaulay 44 uh, Memphis University School 0 and then on Friday Alcoa destroyed Milan as expected although um, we need to we need to talk about that actually Alcoa <coughs> leading <laughs> 27 27 27 nothing scores a touchdown with about goes up 34 two and a half, nothing 33 33 to nothing yes yeah, so yeah. they go up 33 nothing with about two and a half minutes to go 252 in the game. okay and then go for two up 33 to nothing to get a running clock which at the time i said was merciful speaking of being humble yes I, I, I said it was merciful. You were appealing to his uh, better nature. Yeah. Clearly Which was we all wrong. well and good mm-hmm. <laughs> until until <laughs> he called timeout. <laughs> With about a minute left. And didn't put his so – I thought maybe he was putting players in. No. Like second, third, seniors, whatever. No. No. No, he just called timeout to make them punt. And they did. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not a big fan (laughs) of Gary Rankin right now. Does he deserve an explanation to defend himself? Is there a defense for that? Is there any? Uh, I would love to ask him why. Here's the thing. You would not get an answer. Like, what was the thought process behind going for two and then calling timeout? Well, we play all four quarters. We play 48 minutes. That's what the chart says. That's what the chart says. If you're at 33, you go for two. Even up 34 to, or 33 to nothing. That's what the chart says. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. Gary Rankin not not on my my Christmas list. card list. Yeah, he's not going to be on the Christmas card list. I don't think he's going to be on uh, Carl Diffie's Christmas Diffie's, card list, yeah, list yeah. either. Or so. anybody else in Milan. You remember all that nice stuff that they were saying about Alcoa on the press conference earlier this week mm-hmm. or early last week? Mm-hmm. Gone. Done. <laughs> no moss. 
Fayetteville with a 20 to 14 win. We talked about Summit, of course, 28 to 7 winners over Oak Ridge on Saturday. Um, Elizabethan with a, I guess a a boat race, just about. Not quite close. They win 41 14 over Haywood Peabody. Uh, took down Megs 35 13, and then Oakland 56, Brentwood 33. It just, I don't know. I, I guess I, it was a somewhat anticlimactic weekend. weekend. The entire thing, it just, meh. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to see your championship games be. A little bit more contested, but you know, kudos to all the champions. I mean, Oakland, Oakland showed why we were so confident in them. And again, they had beaten Brentwood thirty-seven to nothing the first time they played back mid-season, and so and darn and darn near hit that number in the first quarter. They are a machine. And, uh, and and eclipsed it in the first half. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't – with all due respect to Brentwood, I'm just not sure that anything happened in that game that we didn't really expect other than the 33 points after they well, got shut out the first time around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the, the scoring summary of that Oakland Brentwood game and it was twenty eight six after one and two one play drives. Yeah, forty two twelve after half. That forty two first half point set a new state championship game record. Goodness. Yeah. Just And thank goodness because I mean you'd hate to think of somebody scoring more than forty two points and a half. (laughs) That's true. Oh man. Long ball game. Two hours and 47 minutes. But I don't know, man. It's just it, it's just unfortunate that uh, there weren't any better games in the state finals. It, but, I mean, kind of what we expected happened. Uh, obviously, both of us picked Meigs County and South Pittsburgh. But uh, also, we both said that those two games would be the two games we thought that could we, go we, anyway. Yeah, that we felt least confident sure. in. So, Summit, big, uh, big winners. There, we have us. We we have our stories. We have two stories on sm-tnsports.com. So make sure to go check those out. But I also have, got a story on Fable. We also do. We do have a story on Fable. Um, I got a bone to pick though. With whomever selects most valuable players, because I'm please understand I'm taking nothing away from Destin Wade. Destin Wade had a fantastic football game. He played both ways. He did a great job. Had a great night. Also punted. No, not oh. Destin. Oh, not Destin. oh, but the guy you're talking De- about. Yeah, Sorry, Des- Destin. I'm Wade. jumping ahead. My apologies. Yes, Destin, I, Destin I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, Destin had a great game. Absolutely, no question about it. But Brady but. Pierce, mm-hmm. Brady Pierce was hands down, no question about it, 
absolutely 100% that game's most valuable player. Period. Zero. I don't know who votes. Did, how does that work? Do, the, You're asking me like I know. The, the media people in the press box vote? Nobody came into our booth to get our vote. Okay. I not, think it's a not selection. Not that they should, but... Uh, for what it's worth. What? I think it's a selection. I don't think it's a a vote. By I, whom? I, I don't know. Well, there weren't a whole lot of people in the press box to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it normally right. goes. That's usually how it goes because you know what the, yeah. what the 86-step challenge is like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I found out pretty quick that I don't ever want to make it again. Um, So, I, I mean... Anyway, I don't know who selects it, but not selecting Brady Pierce after a pick six, a receiving touchdown, the incredible catch on the first drive to extend that Summit's first drive of the game and set them up for Destin Wade's first touchdown of the game. 142 all-purpose yards, six tackles on defense, and the punt that, like you said, set, set up, up the pick, the pick six. six. Yeah, that the punt was he he down he downed the punt inside the three. That's it's fantastic. The guy did everything. This kid absolutely deserves everything that a most valuable player should get. That's why I, I mean my entire story. In the for the first five paragraphs is about Brady Pierce because to me he was who put Summit over the top in this one. Brian Coleman called him an old school football player. He's not flashy, just hard nosed. He's the quarterback of the defense. He says that Alex Melton will tell him something one time and he gets it done. He makes sure that his teammates are lined up. He makes sure that everybody's doing their job. I mean, what more can you ask for? And, and that shouldn't be no surprise. As, as we prepped for this game, we we had a little fun with uh, with Brady, with uh, Jolly, and the two Way brothers, Matt Rogers and uh, Mike Epley. Uh, we're on a call with him, and, and Matt had a little fun game where he asked a couple questions. One of the first things was, who's the smartest? All three of them immediately <laughs> said, it, said it was Brady. And uh, they asked why. Well, he takes AP classes. But, uh, you know, it's, that should be no shock based on uh, what he does on a daily basis. So Yeah, and the kid's, what, 5'10", 165 pounds? Maybe. Maybe. It takes a lot of work to fill out that uniform. But. The shoulder pads. He does it well. Though. Like Matt Rogers said, he calls him Wes Welker. He's the Wes Welker mm. of this team. He is. That's that's, that's a nice comp. I, I thought he was more Ed McCaffrey. No, no. Um, because too, too short. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because he does everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and I, Ed did everything. I, I like I like that comp. But Wes Wel- but Wes Welker is very offensively, he's that that's a, a fantastic comparison. So I just want to give Brady all the all the props because all, all the props. We watched this game. It was a great football game. It was a fantastic football game. Uh because of Summit's dominance. I mean, if you're if you were a Summit 
supporter or you're covering Summit, it's a lot easier to cover. Because last year we saw Central dominate, and it was unfortunate to cover. You know, it was tough because you had to try to find the positives in, you know, in the loss. Mm -hmm. But after the game, I talked with Destin Wade, and he told me, he said, you know, going up to 6A next year, it's kind of a positive because you don't, you're hungry. You're, you're even hungrier because now you're moving up to the best region in the state. No room for complacency. None whatsoever. And yeah. That's what's so cool is, I mean, it's a different kind of hunger, though. You know, after you lose, you're hungry to get there and win. After you win, you know what it feels like. You don't ever want to feel nothing, anything but. But, yeah, here's something to think about. And... With, with Again, with all due respect to Region 36A over in Rutherford County that a lot of people have long called the Southeastern Conference of High School Football, it which, which is really Oakland and everybody else. Kind of like Alabama and everybody next, else. Next year, Regions, I think it's actually Region 7-6A next year. Yes, and Everybody we'll have, goes. We're up. gonna we're gonna have to re relearn our regions, but that region with the Williamson County Schools and and whoever else is in there, you're gonna have four teams that have either won or played for a state championship in the previous five years, because you're gonna have Independence. Yep. You're gonna have Ravenwood. You're gonna have Summit. You're gonna have Brentwood. Then you're going to have Class 6A quarterfinalist Franklin. <laughs> and uh, Who needed to beat Centennial to even to get, get the into playoffs. the playoffs. It, it, Ruko will not touch this conference. That's 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 going to be a, be a meat grinder every week out. I don't for I, everybody. There's there, there's no weekend off. You, I mean, in the last couple of years, Dixon County has at least been in there to give you a, a little bit of help. <laughs> Poor Dixon County. But uh, no weekends off next year. Mm-mm. So, you know, the bar has been set. It has. If you missed the call on WKOM, we have some highlights for you. We're going to play a few minutes of, of, of the highlights from – Summit's 28-7 win over Oak Ridge right now, and we'll go to break. And when we come back, we will talk about Fayetteville and other state championship games from the Blue Cross Bowl. So stay tuned. Listen here for some highlights from Mike Epley and Matt Rogers' call on WKOM from Friday night. As we are underway here at Tennessee Tech. You can feel it in the air, Epley. 41-yard line of Oak Ridge. Destin Wade will look left. He's got all day. He's going deep. He's got coverage, and it's a flag on the play, but Brady Bruce caught another one at the three. You need two yards, Summit fans, to take the lead at the Blue Cross Bowl. Destin Wade, Destin Wade, Destin Wade scores. The snap, they're going to bring Keaton back into coverage. Pressure outside. Caleb Jolly makes a big hit again to two. Unbelievable. 
the human spark plug, Caleb Jolly. This guy makes me want to go from announcing football to WWE. Wade's going to keep it. Wade fakes one, eludes two. Wade goes through three. Wade's down for four. Wade is ridden out of bounds at the 12. That is just clowning right there. I don't know if you saw that or not, Emily. Wade's going to throw it across Wide the middle. Open. Touchdown! Touchdown, Summit. Get up off your couch and cheer, because Summit now leads 13-0, and who caught it? Number 13, Brady Pierce. Wade in the gun. King off the right hip. Wade's going to roll White. Wade cuts back in. Wade's got it! And Wade catapults his team to a 20-0 lead here at Tucker Stadium. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. They've caught a personal foul, Wade, maybe two, encroachment and 131, and here we finally go with five wide receivers. It's been about five minutes, got all day to the back of the end zone, and it's a touchdown to the left pylon. Destin Wade's gonna go in the shotgun and bring Pierce across, and he's gonna fumble, balls on the ground, and it's picked up by Oak Ridge at the 50-yard line, and a big Turnover as Oak Ridge will have it at midfield. Three down lineman, shotgun formation. And Trey Hunter makes the play in the backfield for a loss of three. Who's there when you always need him for a big play? Trey Hunter, number four, the big dog. Couldn't come up with a bigger sack at a better time. It's going to be up to Wade. Wade in the shotgun. Wade's going to throw it across the middle. Pierce has got it in the middle, and he's down at the 29. Yeah, and that's Brady Pierce. Again, single coverage. They're playing off of him, and that's just a nice deep post. Wide open in the middle for a first down and then some. And again, Epley, the passing game is there. Let's take it. Let's have some fun. And now we're knock, knock, knocking on a ridge down wall. 51 seconds. 21-7 is the score. This third quarter has taken a long time. Whoa, and a bullet kicked down the left side, and it's gonna what go out thought. of bounds at the two and a half yard line. Thank you, Brady Pierce. 11-15 left in the game. Still in the shotgun, pistol formation. It will be Oak Ridge, gonna try to throw it across the middle. Intercepted, intercepted across the middle. And he's got a convoy of blockers. He's gonna head to the right pylon, it's Brady Pierce. <laughs> Tady. Mr. Consistency, Mr. Clutch. Brady Pierce, the best friend of Wade, comes up with a game-winning, dare I say, interception. This crowd's going completely crazy. Oak Ridge fans are pretty much ready to warm the car up and go back to East Tennessee. Could not have come at a better time for babyface Brady Pierce. Victory formation, 28-7. Listen to the crowd. Congratulations to the Summit Spartans bringing home their first state title in school history. And Summit Spartans, you are now champions for the rest of your life. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. 
Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 12 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here. We are back in the headquarters on West 7th here in Columbia, Tennessee. A nice day outside. It's a little cloudy, a little cloudy. That's okay. But it's not raining. But it's not raining. And it's not windy. It's not near, and, and we don't need a tent. And we're inside. Thank God. You uh, know what, though? The only folks happier to be inside than we are is those two little guys from Milan. Yeah. Those poor, those poor guys. They they tried real hard. They did. They tried real, but they left their tent. <laughs> They didn't even take it with them. They I, just don't, said, I don't much blame them. Yeah. It's like he couldn't even, did not even want to think about a uh, a trash can. No. no. He was just like, you know what? We're done. We're done. We're not even going to touch it ever again. We need a new tent. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully somebody will get them a tent. <laughs> Those poor kids. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there were. there there were. Go check some, out our Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great one. Just go check out the Instagram. It's, yeah, anyway. Um, I, I was scrolling through Twitter here real quick. Um, some wild and crazy stuff happening in the world of women's college basketball. We saw Friday, Friday, Thursday night mm. when NC State went into South Carolina and upended the top-ranked Gamecocks, um, which, by the way, also – a Lady Gamecocks is uh, <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> so I, I don't anyway. Um but Arkansas beat Baylor, the defending champion, last night. So the world of women's college basketball up on its axis. Well, you know, here's the deal. Mike Neighbors did a great job at Washington. And is back home and is doing a great job at Arkansas. And, you know, crazy stuff happens early in the year anyway. And in the middle of COVID, it's going to be even crazier. This may be one of the more wide-open basketball seasons, both men and women. Did you see what Georgia Tech did to Kentucky? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. It's wild, man. If you can get on the floor, anything can happen. Tennessee hasn't been able to get on the floor yet. It's coming. It, who was it? We, we read something somewhere. Tennessee, where we can't get the football season over and we can't get the basketball season started. This is hell. Yeah. Um, The Vols game with Vanderbilt has been set. 
football. Football game has been set. Unfortunately, they'll play. <laughs> Three o'clock, right? Three o'clock Saturday. Yeah. On uh, is it is it the alternate channel? Uh, I haven't looked. I will I, find out. To, I, uh, I will confirm that channel. it's either SEC Network or SEC Alternate at uh, three o'clock. That's their time slot. I bet is that Eastern or Central? That's three would be uh, Central. Central yeah. yeah. Um. Feel like I, f- I feel like uh, Vanderbilt fans have to have at least a little bit of confidence coming in. Feeling feeling maybe. I don't know. JT Shroud played really good, so. We'll talk about Shrout that. Shroud played well. Bailey played decently. We will we will get more into that later. All right then. because uh, right now what I want to do is give another shout out props to the Fayetteville Tigers, not only for winning their state championship, but for getting on Sports Center for the right reasons. Hmm. I noticed mm. I noticed this after the game. Yeah. I saw it, but I didn't Process it. It didn't make, yeah, I didn't process it at all. Mm-hmm. That when the clock hit zero and, you know, Fayetteville knocks the ball away, they didn't go crazy and and run to their sideline and jump up and down and like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the players on the field actually consoled the South Pittsburgh players. Went over to them, you know, gave them a hug after the, the after that that receiver uh, and defensive back. That he he gave him a hug, and the South Pittsburgh players who were sitting on the ground, they you know were trying to help him up and just and a great show of sportsmanship from Fayetteville City. And it's been recognized, you know, in a, in a lot of corners including like you said sports center so that on um, that really is pretty cool and you know like you said props to to that school administration and to to second year coach Kenny Morrison they um clearly are doing things the right way down there and and it's rubbing off proud of them that's awesome coach Kenny Morrison and former Decatur Red Raider I always <laughs> thought that was a fun name to say Decatur Red Raiders um, I'm intrigued by that. He coached what 25 years in Alabama as he, a defensive coordinator, mostly. Okay, he so, was never a head coach. Oh, was he not? Okay, then I'm less intrigued. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least I don't think he was a head coach. Now. I know that his last job was at Decatur as a defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. I, I'm. I'm hundred percent sure of that. Um, well, but I can I can I tell, tell you. I tell you what, it, his his background as a defensive coordinator sure enough showed Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh simply impressive. Impressive, you know, the way that they were able to to shut down that that pirate offense. I, I was not expecting it at all. Now, to be fair. Um, South Pittsburgh did have an injury to one of its offensive linemen, one of its key offensive linemen. Now, uh, not to make excuses or anything, but uh, you you can't you can't not 
recognize that. Now, how, how much difference that made? Hard to say. Did it make any difference? Hard to say. But there's a guy that South Pittsburgh would have liked to have had on the field that they didn't. So, for what that's worth. From what I can tell, um, Kenny Morrison was never a head coach in the state of Alabama. Hmm, okay. Then, like I said, that's less intriguing. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I find it to be pretty darn intriguing the fact that the guy has lost two ball games on the field in the only two years he's ever been a head coach. Somebody missed the boat somewhere. Well, in Alabama. That's what I'm saying. Some, <laughs> some folks have clearly missed the boat. Because you coached 25 years, never got a shot at the head coaching job. You go to Fayetteville, Tennessee, where in your first two years, all you did was go 10-0 and 0 on the field in, the, in and, your and first 13 year. And 13-2. And then 13-2 and two with the state championship the next. That ain't bad. <laughs> that ain't bad. That's incredible. That is incredible. Wow. Anyway. That, 23 and 2. That is that is insane. <laughs> Man. Missed the boat somewhere, somewhere. It's pretty good football in Alabama, though. I mean, 23 and 2, it, it, it reminds me of a, um, of a line of, that a current Brentwood Academy coach spouted when he came up here from Texas that – you know, 10 state championships in Tennessee wouldn't mean anything in Texas. It's true. Is it, though? I mean, as far as saying that you're not a good enough coach, even if you win 10 state championships, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's exactly. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I thought you meant like 10 st- like those championships don't mean anything there. Well, they no. they don't. They but don't, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it, it was just kind of speaking to the quality of one versus the other. Okay, yeah. but it's still – I mean, if the quality outside of Alcoa maybe and maybe Oakland, if the quality of your opponent is the same as the quality of your team hmm. and you're out coaching the other team, clearly you're a pretty good coach. And mm-hmm. if you went to Texas and you had – just because their players are better, everybody's players are better. Right, your your players would be better as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it that doesn't make any sense. Well, exactly. So whatever. I, I don't know. I'm, it was an interesting statement at the time. It was. It was. So, like you said, the uh, the the defensive coordinator part was pretty big. Mm. Held held South Pittsburgh to two hundred seventy four yards. Um, goal line stand to start the game. The pick inside the red zone later in the first half, just that defense looked good. The pass breakup to end the game when they had to have it because, again, six-point game, South Pittsburgh scores and strokes the extra point ball game. So, huge. Absolutely crazy. And uh, like you said, K.J. Jackson, 30 carries, 210 yards. Uh, Mr. Football finalist Hunter Frame had 23 carries for 94 yards. So, you know, KJ. And an interception. Yeah, he didn't have a pick. Yeah. Um, KJ Jackson, all he did was outperform Mr. Mr. Football. Football. Possibly Mr. Football. Likely. 
Probably Mr. Football. Mr. football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Mr. Footballs, in the next segment, we may need to visit that. We will. Because in the next hour, at least, we mm-hmm. will talk about that. Because Mr. Football will be handed out tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we will talk about those and more. But when we come back, we got Chip Walters. Chip will join us as he does every Monday. And we are in the new studio. So <laughs> new to us. So hopefully that means that the uh, the connection will be good. It worked for him last week when it we did. got him back. It did. So, all right. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint with Chip Walters on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, along with Mo Patton. J.P. Plant with you here on WKOM 1017 FM, three minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, as we get ready to bring you, as we always do at this time, our friend Chip Walters, who is brought to you by the Law Office of Blake Kelly. Blake specializes in accident and injury law in the listening area. You can find his page on Facebook or Instagram or give him a call at 615-305-4539. He's open 24 hours according to Google. So just call the number. If you need him, call him. Call me, Tennessee. Be careful. Wait, that's not how that goes. No, 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 no it's not. But we do have Chip on the line, and uh, the question that I asked you off air, Mo, uh, whether or not the Blue Raiders are playing a basketball game this week, they are playing tonight. There you go. <laughs> no rest for the weary, huh, Chip? Well, yeah, it was It was actually early on, it looked like that there was going to be a football game on Sunday Sunday afternoon followed by a men's basketball game then that got reshuffled and it was going to be football then women's basketball yesterday last evening or so at 5:30 and then the men's game tonight at, at 6 against Chattanooga so uh, and then the football game got canceled so there was uh, a, a little bit of a chance to catch catch some my breath a little bit yesterday but this is this this past week you know, every year when it falls right, uh, you know, it's a, it's always going to be a busy week. And uh, but there's there is some satisfaction when you get to the end of it and you've gotten all the games done and and things went you know reasonably well. And and so you know, right now you know, getting through to this Chattanooga game, then then uh, a little bit of a break until Saturday, and they play have another home game then. But uh, but yeah, it was it was busy, but a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Before we get to the fun, let's talk about um, yesterday and what was supposed to happen and what didn't happen from the standpoint that middle doesn't have a senior day now for its football program. That's, that's true. And, uh, and it, it kind of, you know, it leaves, it, it kind of gives you, uh, I don't know if it, you say it's a bad taste, just an, and and I and I think the word closure gets used too much, but it, it I understand where it is. There's there's no there's no final chapter uh, for this team. It just kind of like you know you get to the middle of the get to the middle of the book, and uh, and and and, and that, that's that's you know all of a sudden that's where it is. And so I you know I'm sure they're trying to they'll they'll have some sort of postseason uh, whether it's some sort of uh, dinner banquet or whatever. Uh, and, and, and they'll, I'm sure that will probably take the place of that thing. But what you do then is you look back, it's okay. They won two out of their last three, three out of their last five. And, uh, and, and try to use that as a springboard into the winter program and, and, and on into the spring. It just feels a little ironic that the blue Raiders were one of the first to play. Right. And, and then struggled to to close things out. Yep, and I think you know they were prepared to play a game this coming weekend, and and I think what you know you had the the, the issue with, uh, with with on the UAB game that was you know that ended up in well, FAU and UAB uh, that it was uh, issues with you know contact tracing and just uh, that combined with. The number of actual positive cases, my understanding is, was not that that high. But when you have the contact tracing after you'd had a trip to Troy and you had a positive or two, you you know it, what, what they end up doing. Okay, well, who was sitting near who on the bus, that kind of thing, and then roommates are like automatically uh, disqualified due to uh, contact tracing. So the tentacles start to reach out pretty quickly, and that uh, that. You know that that's that makes it, you know, kind of tough. But I think everything had had made kind of come full circle to where they were available to play. But then every league then kind of held this weekend open, and Conference USA included, to try to put together quote unquote relevant matchups that would lead to a conference championship, you know, matchups that were relevant as far as the conference races were concerned in the East and West division that would lead to the championship game uh, on the weekend of the 18th and 19th. So that's just kind of where it got, where it got left. I think there was, you know, I think there was a a high, there was a, the highest probability would have been to have played Charlotte, but Charlotte ended up getting beat and that kind of took them out of the mix a little bit. Uh, now you've got, uh, and, and, and then you had the stunner from Marshall, which, you know, uh, that, that, you know, I, who, who saw that coming, uh, especially in the way that it happened, mm-hmm. but you know, it is what it is now. The, uh, the schedule is, is set and, and the, you know, the, the finality, you know, basically came in the form of a release on the website. And, and I think Chris Massaro, you know, and coach stock both with their quotes, you know, tried to wrap it as as good as you can, and because you want you do want to make those seniors feel good about you know as they leave, and 
and then there's so much ambiguity about, you know, all those seniors do have the opportunity to come back mm. because, uh, so, so you don't really know as of today, you know, who, whose career did come to a close or, you know, <laughs> whose didn't because there's, there's still, because everybody's here. So, so that, that's, that's still part of the, the mix as well. Visiting with Chip Walters, as we do every Monday, Chip. Um, unfor- as you as you guys just mentioned, you know it's unfortunate, but uh, it is what it is. It's twenty twenty, right? I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. How? I guess. How does this season, uh, with the way that it ends, does that change anything for some of these players who? May you want to come back? I don't know. And, and the thing is, and, and, and this is, I'm not talking about middle, but I'm talking about everybody right here. Players have the, the opportunity to come back, but the schools, every school does not have to honor the scholarship. If they, if they, if they're able to, they can. And, 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 and then you have to – I don't know all the answers to this. There's, there's so many moving parts to this because what does that do to your total of 85 mm-hmm. as far as scholarships? Yep. Does, that get, does that get bumped up? Are they not you know, waiving uh, that it, for next year? I, you, see, I, 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 that I can't tell you for sure. Mm-hmm. And you also typically have, you know, 105 total roster, which that's your – those extra 20, those are your preferred walk-ons. So, you know – you know, it, it's been a, a moving target with with a lot of moving parts, and you know, you, you hear, okay, well, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, or not do this, or not do that. So, you know, I think, you know, and and then here in about a week, you're going to have a, uh, a signing day uh, that, in every school in the country, is going to sign players that they have not seen in person. Uh, because again, 2020 campus, uh, and there were no camps over the summer, and typically no spring ball for most a lot of these high schools. So there was no, there's been no opportunity for high school seniors to be person during their senior year. So, but you've got to, but then you, you're going to, you're going to have the signing date coming up next week, and you're going to have the signing date in February with that same situation in place. It's, That's going to make it interesting as well, which yeah. talking to coach stock, he says, okay, now you here also in January, it looks like they're going to put in the one time free pass to transfer with no sit outs. Mm-hmm. He says that he, he says, you know, be watching. He goes, That's when, when that happens, you know, whether it's, you know, within the next, you know, six months that the transfer portal blows up or is it after that first year, uh, you know, with this class that's about to be signed and a lot of them get there and it's not the fit that they thought it was going to be, whether it be the player or the coach. And and so uh, you're, you're going to see a, a big change, I think, think in the recruiting staffs of all schools, all programs, uh, at all levels. 
that are you're going to have your it's almost like in the NFL you know you have college scouts and pro scouts that you know that you have college scouts that scout all the colleges and then you have pro scouts that look at players on other teams well I think you're going to have you know your high school recruiting and then you're going to also have your your people who are strictly you know diving deep into the, the portal. transfer portal to see to see what's going to be there so I think you know, I think we're going to see a, a major shift in in recruiting and signing classes over the next. I think, in particular, the next two years. It's going to be fun. I mean, it'll it, it'll be wild, but it'll be wild, fun to watch. It'll, it'll definitely be wild. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to be fun. I, I, it'll, but I, I'd go with the wild part. It's it's going to be fun for those of us who are casually watching it happen. <laughs> it's not going to be fun for the coaches. <laughs> in these no, in these schools, absolutely not. But I will be watching from afar going, man, that's crazy. Whoa, what just happened, huh? <laughs> Twitter's going to be w- really wild. <laughs> well, what you have to realize, Chip, is that you're dealing with Captain Chaos over yes, here. Yes, sorry, so. you don't know that. Yeah, uh, see, I, yeah, I don't embrace that. I don't embrace the chaos. I mean, I'm, I'm old school enough to where, you know, I'll just leave it there. So, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you, Chip. I, I'm feeling you. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. And um, this whole everybody gets this year back, like you said, it it just really makes it a new kind of challenge. Yeah, exactly. Um, stepping away from your voice of the Blue Raider responsibilities you you had some interesting games this weekend up in cookville uh, yeah i did uh and uh thursday uh we uh, kelly holcomb and i had uh the first two games on thursday the uh and we had a feeling going in that the cpa lipscomb game had a chance to be possibly the best game of the weekend right off the bat and Sure enough, it was really good. And, you know, the, the thing about those teams is that you, you know how well they're both coached. You know, Ingle Martin does a great job. And, and what Trent Dilfer has come in and in a very short amount of time at Lipscomb and taken a, a really good program into a great program as well. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to watch teams that are well coached to start with and then who can execute coaching, and and then during the game they can adjust on the fly and then execute the adjustments. And that's, you know, uh, I go back to uh, a game a few years ago that we had. We had the uh, the Brentwood uh, Academy NBA game uh, where Jeremiah Oatswall was the quarterback for Brentwood Academy. And just how good, that's still maybe the best high school game I've ever seen. Uh, because of what we're talking about, the execution of all that, and, and how how those players did things and got the game into overtime, and then still just so so very well played. But but yeah, the the CPA game was 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 terrific. We had the uh, the Davidson Academy game, and and that one, you know, after a slow start, boy, they got rolling, and uh, and and that that is a that's a really really good football team too, and you know they they've they're going to lose some seniors off of that team, but you know, it, that, that, that was fun. And then on Saturday we had Elizabeth and early, uh, in there, they had that game, uh, against Haywood. And then, 
and then the Oakland machine on uh, on Saturday night when boy, I mean they came out and and hit Brentwood in the mouth early and, and give Brentwood credit uh, they did not fold. I mean they were they were overmatched, but they never folded and and still fought back and and you know had a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But that was a fun weekend. What's it What's it like? Um calling a game at, at Tucker Stadium in the in because I mean I felt like it was a pretty good atmosphere this weekend despite COVID protocols and whatnot. It still felt like a really good atmosphere. What was it any different than normal? Not you know, to me I it didn't seem a whole lot different to me. I mean other than the, the protocols and you know the they uh the 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 capacity was limited. I'm not sure that it ever reached if any, if any of the games were ever a quote unquote sellout, do, because they were going to allow six thousand in the in the stadium, but uh, you know, the thing that that comes to my mind because we're on uh, on television, we're on stations from the Tri Cities all the way to Memphis. You know, Tri Cities, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, Jackson, Memphis. We're we're on TV stations uh, statewide, and to me, you know the one thing I try to remember is that every mom and daddy is DVR in this thing. Sure. Uh, on, on both sides. Right. Winners and, and losers. You know, winners, winners and losers. And I, I try to remember that. And to also know that what we are calling, you know, I never want to take it lightly because what we are calling may be the biggest athletic moment in that school or that town's history especially when you in, in the in the smaller communities and you want to make it a big deal because that's what it certainly is and 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 I, and I try to keep that on my mind and never try to dismiss anything as trivial because of, of what it means to those kids the parents the schools and the communities chip did you ever feel like that Davidson USJ game was going to get over with for all the flags well, you know, between that one and then, and we didn't have the summit game on on uh, on Friday night, but that one had a few as well. But yeah, and and and, and the, the officials do a good job, you know, and I, and I think, and we've seen this in basketball too uh, it, over the over the years. Mo going to the state tournament is, you know, officials. I mean, they they do a good job all year. They earn their way to get to the championship venues, and I think sometimes they're they're it's like okay. Here we are on this stage. Everybody's watching, and we can't let anything get by. So, you know, and, and I think you know that that's what happens sometimes. I think, but you know, all in all, it, it it comes out in the wash. I don't think any game got you know determined by an official's call. So, uh, you know, everybody, everybody, do what? It'd be hard to because most of them were blowouts. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, th- those 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 guys uh, from across the state who officiate every Friday night and, uh, you know, they, again, earn their way there. And, and, and they, they, you know, sometimes you'd like for the games to go a little faster or whatever, especially when they start getting out of hand a little bit and you go, come on, let them play. But, you know, you got, you, the game has rules for a reason. And, uh, and so, you know, it's done now and we're off into basketball. (laughs) Hoops. Yeah. So, um, you're working tonight. You're working tonight. Yep. 
the old Chattanooga Mocs coming in tonight, and they're they're three and zero. Middle, you know, since we last talked, the, the guys uh, they had gone to Florida and played did not play well offensively in either game down there, but defensively had had given up the most they'd given up was was sixty points, and uh, so you said, oh, no, no, should be okay, you know, and really should have won the game against. Omaha down there, and I think if they had won that one, the you know the whole situation with East Tennessee would have probably been a little different. But give them credit; they came home, they went to work, uh, came out against Murray uh, last Wednesday, and absolutely well. And, and, and now, now to set it up on last Sunday, the previous Sunday, Murray had scored 173 points in their game against a team called Greenville, and that's a, it's a Division three school out of Illinois. Scored 173, and then they come into middle on Wednesday night, and and uh, the Blue Raiders just kind of took them to the woodshed, really locked them down defensively on points, and middle got the offense going and scored 78 and actually had a 24-point lead in that ball game late in the second half, and Coach McDevitt emptied the bench and uh, – and, uh, and 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 Murray made a little flurry there right at the end, but you know that going that 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 you know felt good for those guys. And now they go into a uh, a game tonight against Chattanooga, who is three and zero, and coming off a win over Northern Kentucky over the weekend. So uh, so th- it'll be another tonight is just like uh, Murray the Murray game. You're playing a team that's a whole lot like you and uh, plays in a league like you. So it'll be a good matchup, and and I didn't realize this. I, I checking the notes. This it's we haven't played uh, Chattanooga in about six years, but this will be the sixty seventh meeting between uh, Middle and Chattanooga tonight. Hmm. That <laughs> I knew that they had played quite a bit, but did not know the exact number. But I do know that you know them them beating Murray. I think Blue Raider fans recognize the significance of that just given our our familiarity with Murray. Yeah, I think you know with the the respect that you have for what they've done over a you know a long period of time and and uh and again speaking of teams you've played a lot, Murray is now the most played opponent uh in in middle basketball. They they've played over 100 times. And uh and Murray has a, a, a substantial lead in that series. But, but, you know, I, I think that that's something that you can really, you know, kind of sink your teeth into, said, okay, they have improved. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a lot of talk about this team, this roster, eight new guys, you know, and then coaching staff trying to get them all, you know, finding the right combinations that play well with each other and, and, and all that. So, uh, so that's, you know, that was, that was one that you could sink your teeth into. And now – you know, Chattanooga is a similar, a similar product. If you can come out and get a win tonight, you play Covenant College this weekend at home, and then a week from Wednesday, you've got Ole Miss coming in. So you try to, you know, right now would be a great time to stack a few wins, and if you could find a way to be three and two going into the Ole Miss game, that would be, uh, that would be, you know, I think that's that's where you want to be, obviously. You know. Um... With the stops and starts to the schedule and that kind of thing, 
how does Coach McDevitt feel like that's affected, you know, their rhythm? Well, you know, I, I think one of the things what he talked about is that they, you know, they were just not good offensively in, in the in the two Florida games. And really the only thing that happened down there was they shuffled. We lost one game. We lost the Akron game. We were supposed to open with Akron, and that didn't happen. Uh, but you played two more games against teams that you thought you might play against. So nothing really changed there. And they've been fortunate. They've not had any starts and stops in, in, their, in their practice. Uh, so they've been pretty much on schedule. Uh, the the one thing he did talk about was that uh, that this team coming out of last year, uh, you know, one of the priorities was to get much better defensively, and that was what they spent a ton of time on in the preseason. And he said, "Hey, you know, put it on me that we weren't really good offensively in Florida. We were just spending a whole lot more time on things defensively, and so that's where they are. And uh, and then." And then to give them credit, boy, they went to work and, and, and came back out. Still didn't shoot the ball quite as well in the first half against Murray as they would have liked, but had a really good second half and ended up shooting in the low to mid-40s uh, for the game against Murray. And, and uh, that was obviously much better than, than they did in the two games they played down in that tournament. So what time do you go on the air tonight, Chip? I will be on it. 530 for a six o'clock game all right i'll get over there i'll get over there about four o'clock and uh quarter to four get set up and do my pregame interviews with uh coach mcdevitt and whoever has the scouting report on chattanooga tonight and uh and uh, get finish up uh any final things on my charts from the notes and be ready to go now chip i know you and your color guy kyle turnham were working remotely uh, on the Florida games, will you guys actually be courtside tonight, or does anything change as far as that goes? Yeah, we're not courtside anymore. We are now up on the track level. Uh, they have, they have uh, no fans. There's no fans. Well, there's very limited uh, player families and that kind of thing. Uh, but the, we are up on uh, you know, on the press box side of Murphy Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, there was one area that last year was the beer garden up there. Uh, well, they, they have made kind of a two level media area and radio home, uh, home radio stat crew visiting radio were on the front. And then on the, on a riser right behind that, you have the, uh, other media members that are there. Uh, the, uh, the, the table crew, uh, they have to, they are at the scores table, but they are, they have masks and shields and they also have to arrive, uh, about two hours early and are, uh, get a rapid test along with the officials. So, uh, so there, there's, uh, you know, a good, a good bit of protocol that, that goes into that. Goodness. I guess that makes sense. Never really thought about it, but that makes sense. That's that's why somebody's getting paid the big bucks to think about that kind of thing, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, um, be a good game tonight: Middle Tennessee State versus Chattanooga, and uh, you can hear it on if you just go to GoBlueRaiders.com. Uh, I just tweeted out or retweeted the 
men's basketball tweet with all of the links. You can you can watch it, but I don't know if there's a I think there's a fee on Conference USA TV or whatever. So just listen to Chip for free. There you go. It better anyway. There you go. You get what you pay for. <laughs> hey, there's that. Oh, Chip, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, boys. That's Chip Walters. Joins us each and every Monday. Brought to you by the loss of Blake Kelly. He specializes in accident and injury law across the listening area and all of Middle Tennessee. Give him a call, 615-305-4539, or find his Facebook and Instagram pages. When we come back, we will chat about the Titans and some SEC football. There was some, uh, it appears that Greg Williams will be fired. Has been fired. Um, Oh, they didn't tell him today that it's going to be official tomorrow. (laughs) I thought that was the new protocol. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So we also got um, that. We've also got the schedule for local sports for the next couple of days that we want to um, give out. That's right. We've got. In case you don't already know it from having visited sm-tnsports.com. That's correct. All right. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you here. Coming to you live from the beautiful front porch of Front Porch Radio. This probably was uh, part of a porch at some point, and I'm I kidding. I bet it was. <laughs> oh, man. It's... um. It's going to be a, a, a good good day for high school sports. we got plenty of action uh, tonight, this week. And if you are available to get out, you probably should. Um, I will be potentially, if I, if I get to feeling any worse, maybe not. But uh, right now I feel good. feel good <laughs> enough to go to... Uh, to a ball game tonight. So tell us where they're at, Mo. <laughs> um, Zion Christian boys will take on Christ Presbyterian. Um, the Lions will visit Zion Christian. It's 5 o'clock start. Zion Christian's girls will play at 5.30 um, against Agathos Christian. The game is not at Agathos Christian. Hang on just a second. Let me 
Zion. It's not at Zion either. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not at Zion. Is this like a classic or something? No, no. Zion plays its home games off campus, I do believe. Oh, Agathos does. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Gotcha. Agathos plays its games off campus, and I cannot find. So wherever Agathos Classical plays its home plays games, home games that's, that's where, where that game will be, yes. And I apologize for not having that information. But at any rate, Zion Christian is playing at, quote marks, Agathos Classical. At 5.30. Uh, doubleheaders, Fayetteville goes to Mount Pleasant. Uh, McEwen goes to Hampshire. And Perry County goes to Kalioka. All those games are 6 o'clock starts. So, plenty of Murray County hoops on a Monday night. Um, on Tuesday night, Battleground Academy goes to Columbia Academy in a Division 2A District 3 matchup. Uh, Centennial goes to Summit in 11 AAA action. Coffee County girls will visit Columbia Central. That will be a girls-only game because the Coffee County boys are in quarantine. Uh, Hampshire goes to Cornersville. Kalioka will welcome Houston County. Independence goes to Nolansville. Mount Pleasant travels to Collinwood. Santa Fe boys only go to McEwen. Spring Hill boys go go to Brentwood. That one's a District 11 AAA matchup. The girls at both Santa Fe and Spring Hill continue to be in quarantine. And Summertown boys and girls, as far as we know, will travel to Forest on Tuesday night. So a lot of of hoops over the next couple of days. Also on Tuesday night, Summit Wrestling goes to Brentwood and Eagleville and Columbia Central will be at Spring Hill in a tri-match. Both those are set to start, (laughs) if you're a wrestling fan, you'll appreciate this, around 5 o'clock because nothing ever starts on time. Wrestling and weddings. (laughs) Something like that. They just don't start on time. Um, Some news. I guess we can go ahead and tell folks since it's been posted on our Twitter and we've been tagged in it is that uh, Dante Prowl, who is um, not Dante Prowl. Yeah. Yes, Dante Prowl. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> Dante Prowl was named the Region 4 4A Athlete of the Year. Pretty so, impressive honor when you think about who's in that region. So, congratulations to the Spring Hill senior. A senior, in quotes. In senior, question mark. Apparently, he's reclassifying for 2022, and if anybody knows what that means. Feel free to call us or text us at 931-381-1017 because we're kind of fascinated by that. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Okay, so this is a a story from – a while back, mm-hmm. but um, a student athlete and their parents make a conscious choice to be held back in high school and in some states as early as middle school, registering with a graduating class later than your original with the intention of developing better grades and test scores. So, but I don't think he can reclassify 
and gain an additional year of eligibility at a TSSAA school. Now, I, I could be wrong. This is, like I said, it's a fascinating, fascinating scenario here and something that we're going to have to dig into a little more deeply. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I just don't know. Um, there are some... There are some things that, you know, probably couldn't play um, TWSLA ball, but maybe he could play for one of these homeschool teams or something like that. Who I knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I, like I said, I just think we're going to have to try to get with Dante and and his family and, and see what the thought process is on that and, and how that's going to play out. But that is – um. That's a fascinating little piece of news there that Dante Prowl has reclassified for recruiting purposes to the um, class of 2022. Something we'll keep an eye on. There you go. But he was the the the, the class a region four four a athlete athlete of the, of year, the year, which is pretty cool. That's real cool. Yeah. So, um, also real quick. We should probably talk a little bit about pro football, as I mentioned. Greg Williams was fired, but um, the Tennessee Titans were awful yesterday for three and a half quarters. It's interesting. Greg Williams is a defensive coordinator. Tennessee Titans need a defensive coordinator. They need something on defense because, good lord, they were awful yesterday. I'm, awful. I, I'm not saying they should hire Greg Williams again. But I'm, I'm telling you who they should hire, but and I told you last week, but, you know, whatever. Who, Patricia? Mm-hmm. And, and I told you who I'd rather have. I understand. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, <laughs> the familiarity with Matt Patricia and Mike Vrabel just makes it a good match. If we're going to hire a defensive coordinator, he would be the one to hire, I guess is my point. I, I guess. Just because if you're going to get somebody in the middle of the season, you need somebody who knows what you're doing. I guess my thing is, I don't know. I don't know why it necessarily takes a defensive coordinator or a new defensive coordinator to tell your defensive unit that people running free in the middle of the field is not a good thing. Not yeah. Well, somebody should tell that to Tennessee's defensive coordinator. Oh wait, they don't have one either. <laughs> It's almost as if you need one. <laughs> haven't, haven't we been down this road before about, yes. you know, head coaches not – they don't need to be coordinators too? You can't. I mean, what? why is this still happening? Because then you get situations like last week where you look on the jumbo trying to punting with a minute to go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> What? Yeah, while while you're over tending to your defense, you've gone one, two, three, and you're getting ready to kick it away. It's like, whoa, whoa, we're not punting on fourth and one. Stop, stop, oh, stop. Not the, yeah, we should have punted Fort, yesterday, apparently. Fortunately, they had a timeout there. By the way, the fourth and one spot yesterday, oh. goodness, as far as officiating goes, my Lord. Yeah, how could they not overturn you, that? You, you First talk, of all, well, 
How did you That's miss it? That's trash can juice. That is trash can. That juice. was absolute trash can juice. And it just set the tone for the rest of the day. Well, and and the thing is, how do you review that and still get it wrong? Poor camera angle. No. It wasn't it wasn't a great camera angle. I will give them that. But it shouldn't it should have never gotten there because when the headlinesman spotted the ball when he first ran to the spot, he was at the line to gain. The ball then he moved back. The ball was across the hash. Oh, not even close. It was it was a they full ball it length. Behind the hash. Yeah, it was a full ball length. A full ball length across the hash. Clearly. And I don't I don't think a bad camera angle that, that was just that was trash can juice. Absolutely. And like I've said, the way to beat the Titans is get ahead. If you get ahead and you force him to be one-dimensional, take the play-action pass away. Now, granted, Ryan Tannehill, he played a great football game. I wish I had known he was going to play a great football game because I would have started him in fantasy where he scored 30 points and Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes had 19. But uh, I tell you what, though, if you start Patrick Mahomes ahead of Ryan Tannehill for a whole season, you're probably going to win more than you lose. So, well, that's you, can't, not, you can't chase that game every week. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, no, you can't chase that. Game. You just get, you just, you get what you get. Yeah, yeah. You so. you, you take Ryan Tannehill when they're uh, when when Kansas when City's Kansas off. Kansas City's off. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, just a tough tough day for for for, for the Titans and. It just, it never felt like. I mean, once once that fourth down happened, they went down and scored. That was it. I mean, I at that point, I knew the game was over. I think the thing is, I'm not sure that it's just one game fits anybody else quite like it fits the Titans. <laughs> Will Rab on Twitter said, "The Titans don't stink." They're just wildly inconsistent, which is way worse. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'd agree with that for the fact that, you know, when you know what somebody is capable of and they don't achieve to that level, it's a lot more bothersome than, than saying, well, that's that's just who they, that's who they are. Because yesterday was not who they are by any stretch of the imagination. And so the fourth quarter was they look great. I, I couldn't tell you. They really – I mean, obviously the Browns probably took some off the gas, but crap, I mean, they got within uh, – they were an onside kick away from, you know – From having a shot. From yeah. tie, from being able to tie the game. Well, and they came out of the locker room too and scored yeah. in, I, in quick time. Quick. Uh, and they had well, a good third quarter too. Well, <laughs> they, they they scored and then um, – was it in the second quarter, the uh, the double move? Mm, that was dirty. Oh. That double move was dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Bree. He, he, Bree on borders. He, he probably was, just should have, if there had been a tunnel on that <laughs> side of the stadium, he could have just kept running right on up. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that wasn't his team sideline because he should have just gone in and hid behind the yeah. other blue, yeah, right. the I other Smurfs that were playing. Like, I don't know who was supposed to be on him. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that uh, light blue that on look, light blue. I'm, I'm not really. That's either. too much of that light blue. I, I prefer the, the light blue on dark blue, but. That light blue is an accent blue. It's not supposed to be the. It's dominant not supposed color. to be the dominant. It's just it's too much. It is. Oh man, that was a brutal game. I, I I watched about half of it and then went off and did other things and then picked it back up wherever I was at. 
you know, throughout the rest of the day, but it just wasn't. It, I, I it just was bad. Went, I just went off and did other things. It was bad. I mean, just just it's hard to even explain or talk about it because it was just so frustrating to watch Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and T. Higgins just not T. Higgins. I'm sorry, Richard Higgins. Richard Higgins. I'm sorry because you know for the longest I sat there watching that game and thinking. When did T. Higgins change yeah. his name? But And then eventually it came to me, wait a minute, T. Higgins is in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. He he got us earlier. <laughs> Either way, just watching them, uh, the the tackle, by the way, the fourth down tackle eligible, you got to make the catch for one. But second of all, don't call that play on fourth and one. Don't call that play on, well, it was third and one. Third and one. But don't call that play on third and one, and if you do call it, I mean, he was covered. Don't throw it to Yet he still caught the ball. And, and then lost. And then dropped it. Yeah. And it wasn't anything the defense did. He just dropped the ball. Because it's a tackle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, every now and then they, they do something that just Goofy. makes you think. Things that make you go. Hmm. Oh, that, that too. That too. And and then Cleveland shows you how you throw a tackle eligible. Yeah, to a wide open guy in the end zone in the for end a touchdown. Yeah. Just a struggle. A struggle all day yesterday. Um, I really don't want to talk about it anymore because I got to talk about Tennessee foot college football on <laughs> at some point. So uh, we'll talk about them and uh, Alabama's shellacking of LSU hashtag revenge game uh yeah so anyway we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint stay tuned if you've listened to this show you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal recently we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Seven minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour here. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant with you, and we uh, I guess we're going to talk a little SEC football because uh, Tennessee was awful for about um, 30 minutes. The uh, Well, eight minutes. The eight minutes surrounding halftime. The middle eight, as former Vanderbilt coach Derek Mason referred to it, I guess. Last four of the first half, first four of the second half. I think if Dan Mullen could figure out how to play Alabama in just those eight minutes, they'd probably win. <laughs> I think Alabama's going to want to play those other 52. Oh, there's no question they will. 
because that's when they're going to win. But Dan Mullen has done a great job getting that two for one. And I think that was the dagger. Uh, Tennessee's up seven to three. I, I really don't think that was the dagger, but okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that was it. That was when the game was over. That was there. There was no I, chance. I guess my thing is, if it hadn't been then, it would have been at some other point. Maybe, but that was the dagger. And yeah. I mean, it okay. was the dagger. <laughs> it just, you know, might not have been the only opportunity for said dagger. But it was, it, it was, it was hard to watch, knowing that there was no chance because you, you just, you couldn't stop them. And and that's been my 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 experience with Tennessee Florida football is third and long has always been a problem for Tennessee against Florida. They've they failed to so get weapons. off the field. So many weapons. My entire life, though, like it it, it I don't even get excited about third and long because I'm just like <laughs> third well, down gonna, for what? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna convert. So and the thing is. I don't know that Kyle Pitts necessarily even had a great game Saturday. No, it wasn't him. It was Mr. 429 or whatever. <laughs> Kadarius, uh, Mr. Tony, that guy. Last, last week's co-special teams player of the week. That guy. Goodness gracious. Yeah. and he You can't cover him. He's a walk-in first down. What I, Here's the thing is – Florida is I, – I didn't think Tennessee played bad outside of those two possessions. Mm-hmm. I thought they played fairly well. But I was glad to see Harrison Bailey. I thought the random Brian Maurer snap was odd, but I guess there must have been an equipment malfunction or something. I don't know what that was <laughs> <laughs> Mauer comes out, throws the first down pass. Comes off. Comes off. Okay, whatever. Um, then Shroud comes in late and looks really good. I mean, we're out here playing three quarterbacks who look pretty darn good that haven't seen the field all year, and that's frustrating. That's real frustrating. And now, was JG out for contact tracing, or was no. he? He was on the sideline, dressed, ready to go. And they said, "Sorry, dude, you're done. It's over. You're you've played your last snap at the University of Tennessee." Well, I mean, if if that's accurate, better late than never, I guess. But at this point, what does it matter? Um. Well, if you're not it if you, and if you're not going to play Harrison Bailey every snap, then that's a good question. Sure. Because if you are getting him ready for 2021 then that makes all the sense in the world. But if you're going to go back and forth between him and Shrout now just to show Shrout that he's still in the mix so that he doesn't go into the transfer portal, then I'm not sure what you're doing either. I mean, I think I think you're 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 forcing a quarterback controversy, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you want them to both you don't want Bailey to think he is the guy going into the spring without having to compete. You want him to keep trying to get better because he's such a young kid, right? So, well, anyway, Alabama uh, you, and Florida you will actually, play. You actually give him Pruitt that much credit? We'll see. 
Um, Alabama and Florida will play in the SEC championship game as both teams won Saturday, locking them into the SEC title game. That game will be um, December 19th at 7 p.m. This week is LSU Florida. So normally would be a lot of fun and we'd be really excited about it, but uh, they're terrible. So God, <laughs> LSU is awful. Uh, Alabama is really saw good. Saw something on Twitter last night. Somebody went through and came up with the worst losses by defending national champion. And LSU's at the top of the list all the way to number five? No. <laughs> I was only looking at LSU, but LSU is third on the list with mm. their loss to Alabama. They're also seventh on the list with their loss to Auburn. Gotcha. So this LSU team has two of the top seven losses by a defending national champion. I don't know what that was, but uh, anyway. Are, are you playing us out? Yes. Yeah, you've got uh, 50 seconds left in the show. Oh, all right. Then. Yeah. yeah, we got to go. I guess it's that, time to go. That's what That's what. <laughs> he is playing us Welcome out. Welcome to the program, Mo. <laughs> Three months, you'd think I'd learn something. My, huh? um, my final parting shot here is um, Devontae Smith for Heisman. <gasps> Devontae Smith for Heisman. That's all I'm saying. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports it's Definitely today. for the Belitnikov. Oh, yeah. That's that's a foregone conclusion. Yep. All right. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back tomorrow with more to talk about because we apparently didn't get it all in today. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow on WKOM at 9 a.m. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>